and welcome to The Solve Network. My name is Shane Borza, and I'll be your host. Along with my co-founder, Benjamin Goss, we'd like to welcome you. Our mission is to provide solutions and create a network of experts for you to learn from. Now, this show is a little different than most podcasts, as it is actually a live call held twice a month. If you can, please join us on the first and third Thursday of each month so you can get your questions answered live and direct from the experts themselves. If you're an expert, please contact me at shaneborza.com so you can be a part of the network. And now, here's our show. All right, I want to take a minute to just welcome everybody to the call. I appreciate uh, your uh, uh, engaged participation as uh, I get the opportunity to introduce a very good friend of mine, uh, Shane Borza. He's not only a friend, but he's a business partner and uh, somebody that I've come to I've grown to respect over three decades plus of relationship. We've known each other literally since high school. And I can honestly, it's, it's both, it's exciting to say that I've known somebody that long and it's a little shocking too, because I'm like, I can't believe I've known somebody that long. I can't be that old, but wait, my knees tell me I am. Anyway, so Shane Borza has got... Uh, what do you have? You've got 20 plus years of experience between, you know, the military, law enforcement. You've got experience as a coach. I mean, we did all sorts of interesting things when we were in scouts together. Um, you know, and a lot of that stuff translated for you. So um, you, you've had a lot of experience literally physically guiding people through the wilderness, uh, helping them go from, you know, base camp to, uh, whether that's climbing a mountain or wandering through the wilderness in a canoe or, you know, helping somebody wander through the wilderness of their mind and their complex emotions as they try to improve themselves from a psychological standpoint. And then even from a fitness standpoint, you help people, you know, get better movement, get better physicality, get better flexibility, all of those sorts of things. So, yeah, I'm really pleased and excited to introduce my friend, friend of more than three decades, Shane Borza, as the ultimate performance coach. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of a window into Shane's background because uh, that's been an absolute pleasure knowing him for so long, and I'm super excited about the stuff he's got to share with us tonight. Hi, I'm Shane Borza, a climber, creator, and coach. And I want you to build the skill of health and fitness. My new course is a priceless gift to you, and it's available exclusively on PonoQuest.com. That's P-O-N-O-Quest.com. Build the Skill is a minimalistic, functional, real-world fitness program which can help you to move better and get stronger faster. I can't wait for you to check it out. And when you do, please let me know how it helps you. That's Build the Skill at PonoQuest.com. So to start, one of the things that my partner Ben and I have created is a program called You're the Expert, and I'll write the damn book. And that came out of us talking to a lot of people who have said, oh, I've got a book I want to write, or I've always wanted to write a book, or I had this great idea. But they didn't know how to go from that to actually having a book done. We came up with a program, which is essentially three parts, the why, the how, and the what. And I used that format to write two books in two months. 
One book is just under 180 pages and one is just over 180 pages, but they're approximately 200 pages each. Film Notes is a kind of pocket size, you know, six by nine standard, not a textbook so much as kind of a uh, manual about how to write, direct, and produce an uh, indie film. So my why was I wanted to help indie film people or people that had a great idea, kind of like the people we talked to who wanted to write a book. There's a lot of people out there who want to make a movie, but they don't know how to do that. And it's very difficult to find a book that has an overview on all the different parts to making a film. And so I wanted to write something that you could just pick up and say, I'm having a problem with X. And you could kind of flip through and find information on how to help you do X or uh, Y or Z or A or B or C, whatever it might be. And you don't have to sit down and read the whole book. You don't have to read a number of books. You can kind of just pick it up and find a very specific set of to-dos or a checklist or uh, example of some people work or just uh, an outline or some good ideas. I also put in a lot of interesting tips and facts and quotes, things that would invite creativity and help people with their process of being inspired and wanting to move forward when things get difficult. So that was, that was my why. My how was, and I joked with people that it's like that expression people have quite often, uh, bands or musicians will say, well, it took 10 years to become an overnight success. And I wrote two books in two months, but it took me 20 years to do that. And my how was in June, I sat down and said, I have 20 years worth of notebooks, worth of tips and tricks and, you know, always do this and never do that from all the time I've spent on set over the last 20 years of working in indie film. And I've always thought, wouldn't it be great to organize that and put it out in some kind of a book so I can help other people and share all the knowledge and the resources and the connections that I've made over the last two decades. The writing process was very quick. I actually used the template of editing a film to help me write the book. And I was able to go from the idea to a completed draft in a month. And then my wife uh, on a, a weekend said, it would be great if you had a kind of a companion, like a workbook to go with it. So there's you know, questions, there's exercises, there's examples of production paperwork, there's checklists of like what to do, you know, if there's an editing checklist if you're editing or there's a pre-production checklist if you're just getting organized or whatever it might be. And I said, oh, I just wrote a book. <laughs> but that's a great idea. So the, the why came again. Well, why should I do the workbook? Oh, well, because as my wife said, it would be a great companion. And it would enable me to put in all the things that didn't quite fit in the manual. So as I mentioned, the film notes book, the six by nine, which is a kind of standard paperback book. It's divided into three sections. It's about writing a film, directing a film, and producing a film. Well, the workbook is also divided into three sections because I wanted them to pair together and be similar. 
but it's eight and a half by 11. So it's the size of an actual notebook. It's big enough that you can open it, you can write in it. Or you can make copies of the production paperwork that's in the book and use it because they're full size. Well, that book is divided into a section on questions. Questions so that you can ask yourself all the things that you may not have thought of. Like if you're trying to create a character, you know, who is the character? What's their background? What's their age? What's their want? What's the difficulty that's going to come up for them? The second section is all on production paperwork. And if you've ever worked in any kind of play or film or any big project, a lot of people, you know that there's a lot of paperwork involved, such as schedules, contact lists, you know, what you're going to be doing every day and, you know, maps or any kind of thing like that. Film is so different. And if you haven't worked on a film before, you may not understand why the paperwork is important, what paperwork to use, what it looks like, how to fill it out, you know, that kind of thing. So putting all those templates in, I thought would be very valuable because it would help to speed up the process that a lot of people are going to go through when they try to organize a film, especially if they're going to do, you know, like a quote, real film with a bunch of people. Now, if you're just going to make a film like in your room with your buddy on your phone, you can still do that and it can still be good, but it's very easy to just kind of stumble through it and figure it out as you go because the moving parts are small. Two people, a phone, a room, and that's it. But if you're going to be doing a film kind of out in the world, so to speak, and you're going to have a cast and you're going to have a crew and you're going to have multiple locations and maybe there's stunts or there's special effects or there's explosions or there's weapons or there's fights or there's anything that's complicated, then having the paperwork is going to be really important. Especially if you're going to hire someone to work on your film. If they come in and see that you have professionally done paperwork or, or even semi-professional or kind of amateur paperwork, just the fact that you have some kind of organization is going to be really helpful for them. And it's going to endear them to you and make them feel like you know what you're doing. And this is a project that is good for them to be a part of. And then the final section of the workbook is all checklists. As I mentioned, going from pre-production, which is before you start shooting to production, which is when you have to run on the set, to post, is a lot of moving parts and having all of that kind of in an outline format is going to be really helpful. So I wanted to end the book with that section so people would be able to have those on hand if they needed them. So that's the, the quick, the why and the how kind of behind them. And then the what was, as I mentioned, kind of a very specific niche audience and a very specific need for that audience. So I'm not writing a book for people who are going to be working on professional productions. It's going to be something that's geared specifically towards indie filmmakers who are dealing with small budgets, small cast and crews. They're kind of doing it themselves. They're figuring out as they go. Maybe it's their first film. So that is a quick overview of kind of the why, the how, and the what based on the kind of program. I'm gonna screen share so people can see the book that I'm talking about here. So this is the cover art for Film Notes. And you have the, you know your front cover, your spine, and your back here. 
The cover is actually a photo from a shoot that I did. I went to Australia and went to film school and stunt academy. And I worked on five feature films in just over two years. One of which was my directorial debut. I co-wrote, co-directed, and co-produced a feature thriller called Turbines, which is on Vimeo On Demand, and it's also on Amazon Prime. If you just go to one of those places and look for Turbines, the movie, it should come up. And that's really where I learned the art of indie filmmaking. And I finished up my studies, moved back to, actually I moved to LA. I, I wasn't really living there previously. Like I went there a uh, little bit, toured around and was like, oh, I can't spend you know a quarter million dollars on a UCLA film school or something. So I went to Australia, it's a lot cheaper, very fun. It enabled me to adventure and study and go to school and travel and all of that all at once. But the thing that was so great about it was going to Australia and falling into the stunt world, I found out that most of the indie people would occasionally work on high budget or kind of studio films. But generally, they were all rotating through different positions on each other's projects. So you might be a stunt person at a studio one day, and then on the weekends, you're writing and directing your own project. And then the next week, you're a production assistant or a sound person or a second unit camera operator or something on somebody else's project. And by falling in with those people, I very quickly learned that it's going to make me stronger as a filmmaker if I know not only what everybody on the set does, but how they all work together. And just like Ben was talking earlier about my coaching background being a combination of like leadership, mentoring, physical fitness, and all of that combined, uh, you know, people are going to be their best self if all the different aspects of them are as good as possible. And it doesn't work so well if you're like a teeter-totter and one side's all the way at the bottom and one side's all the way at the top. You're very unbalanced and you might excel in one part of your life, but you're kind of falling apart in another. And you're not going to have your best kind of ultimate performance as if you were kind of high marks across you know, all the different aspects. And the same with indie film, especially when you're dealing with a lot of restrictions, you don't have a lot of people or time or money or equipment, or knowledge or experience, whatever it might be, learning how to work quickly, be flexible and allow kind of the elements of surprise like happy accidents not blow your top, not lose your mind, not get in fights, not blow up. All of that stuff was very formative for me. So going back to LA and getting into, quote, real production, working in studios, I realized that I actually really liked working on small sets that were indie, that we could all kind of become like a film family or be really good friends. And you may not work with them again, but you always felt like you knew them your whole life. Whereas working on a lot of the big budget stuff, I find that there were sometimes more people in my department that were on an entire film crew for an indie film. And that sense of like, well, you're not in my department, so I'm not going to talk to you, or don't talk to me, I got stuff to do for my department. And that, for a lot of people, I wouldn't even know who they were, and I'd be on set with them for three weeks. So it really gave me a passion for indie filmmaking, celebrating indie films, and helping 
other people who wanted to break into indie filmmaking to do that. So as I mentioned earlier, these two books came out of those 20 years that I spent in the trenches, so to speak. And some of the indie films were great, some were terrible, but I've learned from all of them and I made lots of connections with everyone. And one of the things that I really wanted to do is also position myself as an expert in the marketplace is part of my coaching practice is mentoring people. And I have mentored some people on big projects such as writing a book and also big projects like making their first film so they could submit it to a film festival. As you can see in the back here, I have assembled a number of blurbs and kind of um, testimonials and reviews from a bunch of different people that I've met. Some are from the US, some are from Australia, but they work in all different aspects of film. So as you can see here, I've got a producer, a stunt person, an actor, a screenwriter, filmmaker, director, stunt designer. All of these people are going to be able to utilize this book and find good tips and tricks. Now, I'm just going to switch over and show you the cover for the corresponding workbook. As I mentioned before, this is the larger format book. It's like a notebook size. It's big enough that you can fill it out. There's lots of questions and answers and checklists and exercises in here to fill out. There's uh, all different blurbs on the back. But they really do go together. And I'm just going to close this. You don't have to keep looking at that cover anymore. So one of the things that came out of having the second book kind of be thrust upon me, as I mentioned, my wife just kind of said, hey, why don't you write another book that goes with this one, was uh, as I wrote the second one, I was basing it off of the layout and the format of the first book. And I said, oh, just like the Write the Damn Book project, or course rather, that has kind of three main parts. So I'm gonna write both my books in three main parts, but also that reflects that a screenplay or a script or, or a film usually has three main parts. Just like any story, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. Or to use script format, you have a first act, a second act, and a third act. And so I thought it was very fitting to organize both the books in three parts to reflect the three parts that a script or a film has. But also I think that that is useful for people in creating any kind of large project. You know, there's the kind of pre-creation slash getting going part where you're like really excited and you have been thinking about this for a long time. You can't wait to do it. You're, you're you know, staying up late. You're getting up early. You're, you're just diving in. And then there's kind of that middle part where you're like, uh, it's kind of murky, you know, it's hard to maintain the pace. You've put things off for the first, you know, flurry because you were super excited and now you're kind of like, well, I need to catch up on life or I need to catch up on work or I need to catch up on my family. Like, well, I didn't have a chance to write today or I didn't get a chance to edit the film today or, or well, that's okay, I'll get to it tomorrow. And then it starts to kind of fall apart a little bit. And then at some point you go into the final stage, which is, you know, getting back in the horse and recommitting and really diving into like, I want to finish this and then you get it done. And then you have that same kind of excitement that you had at the beginning, which is oh, now I've got a film or now I've got a book or the play is done or, 
the new course is created, whatever the long-term project is, and there's a sense of relief that you finish, but there's, again, this sense of excitement, like, oh, I can't wait to show it to people. I can't wait to see what people think. I can't wait to put it out in the marketplace. I can't wait to have somebody buy it. So again, I thought it was really interesting to parallel those kind of three parts to the creative process with the three parts of a film or a script and the three parts that are in my film. And again, the three parts that are in our You're the Expert, Write the Name Book program. One of the things that I'm super grateful to Ben about is he gave me the concept of positioning myself as an expert in the marketplace via a book. And as I mentioned a minute ago, that's something that I am using these to do. I am promoting myself as mentoring people in a few different realms, and one of them is on projects, specifically books and film. And by having a book or two books, a pair of books, I'm going to be able to more easily be seen as an expert in this marketplace. I'm creating a number of courses, and one of the things that came out of Ben and I talking and coming up with our course, You're the Expert, Write the Book, was the idea of, oh, if you have a course, the book that you write becomes the, you know, the homework or the structure or the, the main content for the course. So again, anyone who has either a class they want to create, a film they want to make, a play they want to write, a book they want to put out. Not only is that a long-term process, but it's also something that can be more than just the thing itself. So for instance, writing a script isn't just a document. It's the blueprint for a film. And then the film isn't just the movie that plays in the theater. It's, well, used to be a DVD that people could buy. Uh, but I mean, now it's pretty much people are going to stream it or they're going to download it. But still, it becomes a product. It becomes something that people buy. But also it becomes a way to introduce them to you as a creator. It becomes a way to introduce them to the key cast or the key crew, you know, the main actor and actress. It becomes a way to sell a soundtrack. It becomes a way to sell merchandise or toys if it's a kid's movie. All that stuff is peripheral to the main thing that you made in this case, a film. So again, for me, my book was written for the express purpose of helping people who want to make an indie film so they can make it faster and easier without having to stumble through film school and 20 years of making you know, <laughs> notes and notebooks. But also, it's something I can give to my clients. It's something I can use to leverage my name above other people who are mentoring someone in a creative field. You know, if I am an author of two books in film, as opposed to someone else who isn't, probably someone's gonna go with the author of two books. So one of the things I wanted to talk about was my books and what they're about and how I'm going to utilize them to help people make movies. But also for anyone who's watching this who is a coach, a mentor, a consultant, any kind of an expert or creative in your field, you too can write a book or create a course and use that for more than just what it is by itself. One of the things that I wanted to get into is 
as I mentioned in the beginning, we have this three parts to the Write the Damn Book program. And I really thought they were instrumental in me helping myself organize my book. And the first one, as I mentioned, was why, you know, and, and, and partly that's like, okay, well, who, who am I going to write it for? And why are they going to want to read it? You know, not only why am I writing it, but why are they going to want to read it? And so with the film notes book, you know, part of the process of making a film is, well, if you are a indie person, you're probably going to be writing it, directing it, producing it, doing kind of all of that major creation stuff yourself. And so really learning how to be strong or at least kind of equal in all parts of that is difficult because you might be a talented writer, but you're not necessarily organizing groups of people on a daily basis. You don't really know how to do that. Or you might be really great at organizing. Maybe your day job is you're a manager, but you're not very creative. And so figuring out how to write a story and then direct it so it looks great on screen is difficult for you. So having that book, film notes around writing as the first section, directing as the second, and production or producing as the third, not only is that the kind of arc that you go through, because generally you start by writing a story and then you figure out, you know, all the directing decisions and then you go into actual production and you do it. But again, it enabled me to answer that question of why. Well, people are going to run and read my book because it answers all three of those aspects of filmmaking, not just one or the other. You can buy lots of books on screenwriting. You can buy lots of books on directing and there's a ton of books on both producing and all different manner of production uh, for film, both studio film, indie film, you know, low budget, no budget, everything in between. What I wanted to do was give people a book that they could throw in their bag, take it with them, and kind of use it, as I mentioned, like a manual. It's not so much a book that you sit down and you read it from cover to cover. It's more of you go to the table of contents and you say, oh, I've heard of beats, but I don't really know what those are. And I don't mean B2E or Beats by Dre the Headphones. Uh, a beat is a story element. So if you have a scene where people are laughing and then they start crying, that's a beat change. So the beat went from joy to sorrow. Or people are laughing and they're happy and then they start arguing. So your beat change is they went from you know happy to angry. If you don't know what that means, you may just be thumbing through the book and you're like, oh, beats, I'm just going to read this section. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's really helpful. Or you might be stuck in the writing space. I think I want to complicate my story by putting another element in. That's called a subplot. I don't really know how to do that. I'm just going to pick the book up, go to the table of contents. Oh, he's got a section on subplots. So well, I'll just go to that section. So you don't really need to read it in order. It's kind of like a choose your own adventure book. And I wanted that kind of loose, fun, conversational, like, it's like I'm sitting down and talking to you. But again, a lot of indie filmmakers, they don't have the time, they don't have the money to hire me as a professional and say, I'm going to sit down with you for an hour a week or an hour a day, or I'm going to hire you for a week straight to come in as a mentor, because I don't have the time or the money to do that. But instead, they can buy my book and they can read through it. And I can kind of mentor them through the conversation of them reading whatever. And so that's the why I hope that they will want to read the book, uh, especially with the blurbs that I have in the back. I tried to make them very exciting. I had uh, almost 
30 or 40 different blurbs from different people from all different aspects of the film industry. And as an aside, that's something that I learned and I uh, had forgotten, but uh, Tim Ferriss, who most people I'm sure listening to this will know is a big bio and life hacker and has written a number of books, all of which he jokingly calls a coffee table book because they're usually quite lengthy. He talks about how, you know, a book is like a multi-year process. And, you know, the first quarter you're thinking about it and the second quarter or two you're writing it and the, you know the third quarter you're reviewing it and then the fourth quarter you're kind of like okay let me start putting together a plan to send it out to people they can review it they can edit it they can give me some feedback they can write testimonials they can do all that stuff and then that second year you're then harassing people like hey i sent you the book two months ago i haven't heard back from you and i had forgotten that it's such a long process so when i sat down and wrote my book I went from, okay, I'm an indie film person. I make indie movies. I edit indie movies. So I'm going to just go, okay, I'm going to write out an outline and it's going to take like a week. I'm going to write a rough draft and it'll take like a week. I'm going to write a second draft. There's my third week. And then the fourth week, I'm going to try and get a final draft. Now, during that month of writing the book, once I got my first draft done, I sent it out to 40 people and said, hey, I'm writing this book. I have a deadline because I wanted to try and get it out by a film festival in September, which has since been postponed to next year. But the thing that was great about that was I was under the gun from day one. And it forced me to say, okay, if I want this book to be in print at the film festival in September, it's June, then I need to get the book done, you know, in a month or so. And at first that was crazy, but it forced me to get up and say, okay, my job this month and we're in a COVID world and some people are stuck at home. So you might be able to take advantage of this. Whereas in a normal kind of part of the year, if you have a full-time job or a day job or something, you can only really write or make a movie or do your play or, or create your course or whatever it might be uh, in the evening or on the weekends. And a lot of times that cuts into your normal lifetime. So it's hard to really juggle these big projects. But for me, I was able to take a month and say, okay, I'm going to take a week in outlining and take a week and write the first draft. And then you immediately send it out to 40 people as a PDF and say, this is my rough. It's not edited, but if you could read this over and just give me a blurb or a testimonial that I can put in the cover, I can use in social media. Then I knew that even if it took a month for those people to get back to me, I would still have those back before my September deadline. Well, the other thing that was really great that came out of that is I had a couple of people say, hey, I started reading your book. Do you need someone to edit it or give you like notes or make corrections? And I said, yes. So I ended up having three people do that, which again, corresponds with one of the notes in the book, which is if you're going to write a screenplay or a script, don't give it to 20 people because you're going to get so much feedback that's conflicting that you're not going to know who to listen to. Instead, you pick three to five people that know and trust, and they know what they're talking about. Five is really good because if one or two people flake or they don't get it back to you in time, then you still get three really good opinions. It's really easy to go into some long, detailed conversations with only three people, even if they're all separate. If you are trying to do that with 10 or 20 people, as I said, it gets murky. 
So I was getting blurbs and testimonials for the book, and I happened upon getting three people who were willing to edit the book for me, or at least read the whole thing. And that was super valuable. So by the time I got to the end of the month and I had kind of my final, or I was taking my second draft and turning it into a final, I was able to get their feedback and their notes and their edits and incorporate that into the draft. And at that point, I was like, uh, Michael Keaton and Mr. Mom, like, <laughs> my brain was oatmeal. If you've seen that movie, you'll get the reference. If you don't, it's a classic 80s uh, comedy. Anyway, so I finished the book and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm so glad I did that. I, it was a breakneck pace, but it was a fantastic experience. I learned so much. The program I created with Ben, you know, you're the expert, write the damn book. Like, it, it actually works. It's fantastic. So I can't wait to help other people do that. And then, as I mentioned, she gave me the idea, like, why don't you do a workbook that goes with it? Now, that was a very different process because I didn't really need to write anything. What I had to do was go through all my production paperwork and figure out how do I switch the formats and put them from, I mean, some of them were actual pieces of paper and I would scan them and put them in, you know, using, I had to use different programs and get them so that they're in the right format, the right size and everything and get them into the book. And then I just went through and found a bunch of the checklists and things that I had and said, good, okay, all the checklists go in a section, all the, production paperwork goes in a section. And then I said, oh, wait, the first book is in three parts. The Write the Damn Book program is three parts. A film is three parts. The script is three parts. I'm going to make this three parts too. And then I just went through my film notes book and said, if I was going to give someone a exercise or like an assignment for each main section of the book, what questions would I ask them? And then I went back to my, my wife again. I was like, why would I want them to answer these questions? Why is answering those questions important in writing a film, directing a film, producing a film? What are the things I wish I knew or that I know now that I wished I knew 10 or 20 years ago? And so I put together basically a wish list of, uh, all of these templates, all of these, here's 10 questions on this, here's five questions on this. Oh, it would be so great if only I had known to fill these things out. And so the second book, the workbook, followed almost identically the same workflow. I basically did an outline a week, wrote out a rough draft a week. I contacted the same three people that had edited the film notes book and said, Hey, I've got a workbook now too. Do you mind giving this a look over? And they did. And I was able to then write up a final. And by the end of the second month, July, I had two books then. During that time, we found out that the theaters were going to use for the film festival, which I'm one of the directors, were unable to be open in the capacity that we wanted to have. So we ended up saying, okay, we're not canceling the event. We're just postponing it to next year. And next year, we'll do a co-2020 slash 2021 double festival. So all of a sudden, I didn't have the pressure of getting the book out, like, screamingly fast. So I was able to have someone make the ISBNs. I was able to have someone make the covers. I was able to get a layout. I put everything in myself. It enabled me to have, like, a week off from writing or editing. 
And then it was able to come in fresh and say, okay, I'm going to lay everything out. And then when I lay it out, it forces me to address the format and the spelling errors and all of the notes and see the book kind of fresh because it's in a different format. So the key takeaways I would say are, and again, regardless of your not necessarily going to be writing a script or making a movie, but maybe you want to write a book. Maybe you have a course that you want to create. Maybe you want to start a company. Getting organized, giving yourself a due date, and then following a schedule is going to be helpful in every one of those endeavors. If you're making a company or you want to start a business, you need some kind of a business plan. You need some kind of product list you're going to need some kind of a budget. So there's still going to be paperwork. It's not going to be production paperwork, obviously, but learning what paperwork you need and how to fill it out is going to be really helpful. I know I've talked about a couple different things tonight, one of which is our Break the Damn Book program, which I'm really excited to launch later this year. One was about my two books that are coming about, coming out at the end of this month. And the third thing was kind of utilizing projects to not only have them be larger than the sum of their own parts, but also to help position you in a certain way. So I hope that kind of weaving in and out of those different parts were helpful. And I would just like to thank everyone for listening as I kind of very kind of loosely walked and meandered kind of back and forth between those different parts. But to me, they're so interwoven that I think that uh, you'll find that there's some good gems in there, even if it wasn't as structured as if I had like a slideshow or something like that. Scene one, Apple, take one. Hi, I'm Shane Borza, your content creator coach. I have two books on filmmaking, Film Notes, where you learn to write, direct, and produce, and the Film Notes Workbook, where you can learn checklists and paperwork to streamline creating your content. Available at shaneborza.com. I also have filmmaker resources like the paperwork bundle with over 300 documents, the sound effects bundle with almost 3,000 files, and the music bundle featuring 900 tracks of all genres. Want to build your professional credits? Become an associate producer and get listed on IMDb. Let me help you get your art out into the world. Scene one, Apple, take one. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Solve Network. As a reminder, these calls are held live on the first and third Thursday of each month. If you'd like to join us as either a listener or guest expert, please contact me at shaneborza.com. On behalf of my co-founder, Benjamin Goss, we're glad you are a part of the network and hope you are finding solutions. If you need solutions, please reach out.